Hey everybody, welcome to Don't Make Me Come Back There, a funny podcast about family. Um, Welcome to this intro. I just want to let you guys know, as you're listening to this intro, that we just tried to record a much better intro. We were six minutes in. It was so funny. (laughs) Steven and I were riffing. We were crushing. You would not believe it. Even Steven had some funny lines. Even Stevens. It was a miraculous thing. And then Steven used a profanity. (laughs) As he realized that the card was not in, the, the card recording wasn't card, well. yeah. and uh, that's why I'm not the producer in this, because I say the card was not in. <laughs> it was in, but it wasn't reading. It was not in, but not reading. I don't know what these technical terms mean, uh, but uh, this is this is what you get. You get the JV one. We can't recreate that magic that we had on the first one, but uh, thank you guys <laughs> so much for tuning in to this episode of Don't Make Me Come Back There. Uh, we have a really fun episode uh, today with Will Vogt. Uh, V-O-U-G-H-T is how you spell Will Vogt. And you can find him on the various social medias uh, at uh, on Twitter at Realtime Will. And on Instagram, you can find him at Will Vogt. Again, V-O-U-G-H-T at Will Vogt. Uh, and uh, Will and I have known each other for a while he was one of the comedian headliners that i worked with first i met him uh, doing a show uh mark christopher lawrence has a show called uh tuesday night comics a great show up in solana beach uh this is the only part of the country where solana beach is up uh the rest <laughs> of you uh, it's down but it is up from uh, one northern tijuana where steven and i live <laughs> and uh he was a headliner and we connected and we've done a bunch of shows together since and he was one of the guests that i wanted to have on early in this podcast and he was doing a spot um atlas stats comedy night which uh, I host every Tuesday here in San Diego and um, you know we recorded and anytime you start a project in this podcast no inclusion you have an idea of what you want it to be and then you start doing it and it starts to take flesh of what it becomes you know there's the the genesis of the idea uh, and then there's the actual what it becomes uh, this uh, conversation that I'm saying right now this little artistic grant Steven's dog Homer is super interested in yeah just you can hear him licking the microphone <laughs> listen Homer you are a lovely dog but I don't like your species because one of you bit me when I was five and now I just I don't I'm sorry this dog acts like you've never fed it or Homer, loved Homer it acts or like it. yeah and Homer acts like no one's ever touched him before even though he gets he's literally on top of someone all all the time always your dog needs to be in therapy <laughs> he's from Baltimore your okay? dog is needy I and needs I affection him. from strangers your dog is a stand up comedian I rescued what it is. <laughs> Oh, I rescued him. I rescued, rescued from Baltimore. Who, oh, who rescued man. who? Oh my God! Is what I say. You're from. The I rescued hood? him. Actually, he's from okay. the. He's from the actual. We're hood. doing th- our last episode. We talked about the animals in the room. This is the most unprofessional podcast in history. <laughs> anyway, so when we started this podcast. We had an idea of what we wanted it to be, and this was the very first episode that we did, and it is a very funny episode. It's not quite maybe on theme as some of our other episodes and that we're like hey this is a funny podcast about family um but there was no way we weren't going to release this because it was so funny and will is such a funny engaging personality and uh one of my favorite people and to hear his story about you know who his idols were growing up in stand-up comedian and and his start in New York comedy and also interweaving uh, issues of family and, um, and his ex-wife and his kid who's a teenager and all of those issues uh, really makes for a fun episode but I, yeah. I, I hope you guys even kind of maybe get a feel for okay well we've heard some of these episodes and they have a very certain theme and this one's very comedy heavy you know some of our episodes are going to be like that because we just want to interview our guests and get to know them and hear their story and talk about the things yeah. that they want to talk about. And uh, so, and Will was in town because Will is one of those guys, he's a real renaissance man and that he can act Performer. and he can sing and he can perform yeah. and, and he can do so many different things. We He was in state, he was in town in San Diego doing a performance. What was the name of the play again? Uh, Around the World Around in 80 Days. Around the World in 80 Days. And he played like 
20 characters yeah. Yeah, yeah in and out and he was so funny and so engaging we went with my 11 9 and 4 year old and we were nervous the whole time he comped our tickets he comped most of them we're a big family uh <laughs> and um and and he was so funny and so engaging. Our kids were on the edge of their seat, and they were in it. We were nervous. They were like, "We're going to get kicked out of this theater. Is not for children." No, it's not. And the, the show was low. so good, and he's so good. And I just hate that he's so good at those things, and also stand-up comedy. Yeah. Um, he did some funny impersonations in this episode. It's it's a great episode. So we hope you guys like it. And. Um, as much as we liked recording, we're excited to, even though this isn't the first episode we've released, it's the first one we recorded, so we hope you guys enjoy it's that. nostalgia. It is a little nostalgia. Yeah. It's a throwback for this Throwback Tuesday. <laughs> Anyways, that being said, I, I have been, uh, as you know, Stephen, I've been on, uh, on the road quite a bit. And uh, and uh, back in town today. Yeah. Today is is Gloria, my middle child's uh, birthday. Ninth birthday. And we went to the zoo without her. Mm-hmm. <laughs> which Good. you guys were just giving me our time. She was in school. We you had zoo passes. Her out of school. We went. My this is like very. What was she, what did she learn today? Ask her what she learned today and see if it was point. like third grade. Is that you don't learn anything in, in one you can, day? In third you grade. can miss days in third grade. You can miss weeks in third. My grade. My kids in sixth grade, I think, and uh, <laughs> you can't miss a lot of sixth grade days. Yeah, you can. No, if you miss two or three days, like you're behind. Well, you still have to. It doesn't matter. Like you still go to high school. If you miss three days in sixth grade, like you're a bedwetter now. You regress. <laughs> That doesn't even make sense. Anyway, so the I wanted to tell the story of being at the zoo today. So we take uh, we got some free tickets to the zoo. Not bragging. bragging. Uh, later on in the day, we went to Phil's Barbecue. I got bragging. recognized by the manager. Yeah. Hey, I don't mean to bother you. Are you Dustin Nickerson? <laughs> I am. Thank you. Um, he gave us some free desserts. Not even prepackaged. Prepackaged. Yeah, desserts. he didn't even comp us an app. <laughs> You weren't dealing with the brass. Not drinks. Not you weren't dealing no. with Phil. Phil was uh, not no. there. It no, was Phil, not Phil. This it was, was Brad. <laughs> this was assistant manager Brad. Shout out Brad. Thanks for the dessert. So we went to the zoo today. And I, I don't, are you a zoo goer? Yeah, how many, been, how many I, times a year do you go to the zoo? Uh, I haven't been to the zoo in a while, but I do. I do really enjoy the zoo. I like the gorillas. I can just sit and watch the gorillas and the orangutans all day. Yeah, that's what it is when you're adult. You go to see your favorite animals. Yeah. Like, I don't care about most of the animals. Meerkats, bears are all me. I like bears. Bears. And the grizzly bear in particular. Uh, dumb. Who's anti-bear? Me. Why would you be anti-bear? Because one stole my picnic basket. That's not true. <laughs> you're just. You're such a hack. <laughs> Uh, you haven't you haven't been doing comedy long enough to be a hack. To be a hack. <laughs> Brush this road off, you buddy, <laughs> and get rid of that. Um, anyway, so we we go out and it's like a bad zoo day, and like I'm trying to like sell it on my four year old. Like we do the bus tour, which goes brag. around. Another brag. Stop it. Third and, brag of the. And we're intro. like, hey, sweetheart, and we're just like trying to like sell it to her. You're like, that's the cage where the elephant would normally be. <laughs> that's a golf cart. Yeah. That is an African American. <laughs> is what that is. Like, we're just trying to sell it to just her. So, but the funniest thing about this, and me and my wife are dying on this because we have, you know, we live in, in San Diego. So there's a Mexican preschool there. And uh, and maybe they're in San Diego, I don't know, but the, all these kids are speaking. They're all Mexican. They're all speaking Spanish yeah. the whole time. And they are also mad that it's a bad zoo day. They're not happy. Yeah. Like we go by the polar bear, polar bear area and they're like yelling at the driver. Donde polar? Donde polar? I don't I don't have a Mexican child accent, but that's they're mad <laughs> it's at it. pretty them. good. I know what donde polar means. Yeah. Uh, and then we uh, and it was just a really funny experience because then we get to the only English they spoke is we get to the penguin area, pinguino area, and they're all excited. And they're like they're And then the the tour guy gets on and goes and and the only natural predator of the penguin is the shark beat like silence and in unison eight little mexican children go baby shark do 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 <laughs> and they're all hitting perfect english the teacher brought out a maraca <laughs> no she didn't she did Come she on. brought out a, and they're all just dead <laughs> <laughs> 
You Baby Jack <laughs> You lived a Family Guy sketch today You lived a Family Guy sketch That's hilarious I wouldn't know because I'm Christian And I don't watch Family Guy But uh, <laughs> So anyways It was it was one of those things Where you go to the zoo And you're like This is gonna be bad There's no animals out And then you have an experience You're like You know This is the best zoo experience I could've asked Except for, for you, you know you should've asked What's that Your daughter She probably had A different, different You think experience. she wasn't dancing With those little Mexican oh, kids Oh she was Baby Shark, dude, dude, dude. Baby Shark is the heal the world. It was the- <laughs> Remember heal the world? That's that. Make it a better rape, huh? You and Baby Shark is the bridge. Speaking of the world, I want to give another shout out to all of our international listeners. I still have not gotten an email from someone from Australia. We have and two I, in Cambodia. We have I, a lot of them in Australia. We I demand up, it. I demand someone from Australia. We picked up Switzerland, Ooh. Algeria. Okay. South Korea. I know where that's at. Still none in North Korea. Well, you know what? We picked up our first uh, listener in China. All right. Guatemala. Guatemala. There's a a Colombia listener. Know that. It's I use our listener uh, or our little map on where our listener to talk about geography with my child like I'm a homeschool teacher. (laughs) Like that this is their lesson. Uh, Anyone who listens, please send us an email. uh, All listeners, especially our international listeners. Yeah. I think that I have a hunch that you're all missionaries. I'm going to my honeymoon to New Zealand in February of next year. Mm -hmm. And I I demand someone... I think you might be a celebrity. That area of the world, too. Based on our 27 downloads. Not listeners. <laughs> Just downloads. Downloads. I demand someone from that area to email us and tell me where to go. Yeah. Because I have no I idea. I think it's two of them are Jermaine and Brett from Flight of the Concourse. It might be. Jermaine and Brett. Um, so, uh, as always, uh, please give us a follow on at Don't Make Me Pod on mm-hmm. Twitter. Like us on Facebook. Mm-hmm. Uh, rate and subscribe. I had a really sweet message from someone that asked how do i rate you i want to you always tell us to just when you're on itunes hit that little five star that's yeah. the thing right there also we're on spotify and stitcher i don't need to say these things because if you're listening you found out a way to listen yeah. hit a review give us some words mm-hmm. on give why you're listening words. so i don't have to keep doing fake accounts on people's phones every time <laughs> i get one uh let us know why you're listening what you like about the podcast if you don't like the podcast then don't review it um <laughs> You know, but uh, we just keep listening, though. Yeah, we really appreciate you. And this uh, this thing is going uh, pretty swell. And uh, we really are so grateful for all of you that uh, uh, are listening and tuning in and tell your friends. So uh, please keep engaging with us and shoot us notes of people that you'd like to hear on the podcast. And uh, and then no promises. Like have like a mid-level ask. If you want to have like Oprah or Chris Rock. Yeah. You'd be like, I don't, you know. Even Chris D'Elia. Who's a Chris we could get right now? Chris Pratt, too high. Chris yeah. D'Elia, too high. Who's a Chris we could... Chris Martin, Chris too Farley. high. Chris Farley would be a challenge, yeah. but he's probably more reasonable than we'll a couple get, of the other Chris. We'll Chris's get a Ouija we board. We'll get Chris Farley. I want, who is a Chris that we can get right now? I want us Oof. to... Chris... Uh, Let's do that thing. Where's my phone? Let's do that thing where we just type in Chris. Chris and see who the most popular who, Chris is. Yeah. I don't... Uh, Chris Pine. Chris, Chris who, Who's Chris Pine? Oh, yeah. Captain uh, Spock. Captain... Did you call him Captain Spock? Captain Spock? What's the what's Come on, Captain Kirk, bro. All right, whatever, dude. You're a nerd. That's a I'm big not. name. I, I played sports and you're a nerd. We get it. Oh, that's a... Chris... Uh, Christian Spicer. We already had him. <laughs> uh, Chris Charpentier. He's a funny comedian. Uh... Um, Christina Aguilera Chris Brown <laughs> Chris Brown yeah. Duck um, uh, That might be Oh man Chris Evans These are all dream people Yeah Chris Pine is Is the most handsome man of, In 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 uh in movies, I think. I don't right even now. think he's the most handsome Chris in movies. What? Chris Hemsworth? No way. Here, instead of me doing on Google, I should be looking under my Facebook friends. <laughs> <laughs> Chris Cope. Chris, Chris, Chris Cope is going to be our Chris. Very funny comedian who you've seen on Conan. There we go. Maybe. That's our Chris. Or if you guys think there's a different level Chris. At him. At Chris Cope right now. And you know what? I, oh, you know what? Actually, I can do that. Or I got one more layer. I can just go into my text messages and do a new message. Uh, uh, Chris, who is an old uh, security guard at the rec center. That's my top one. He's available. I think he is. Um, 
I got nothing. You'd think I would know at least a quasi-famous Chris, but <laughs> this intro is way too long. We love you guys. Thanks for tuning in. Enjoy the episode with Will Vote. We'll see you. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't know you did radio. I did tell, radio. Tell me about radio. That's radio. How it These are the New York here? That's how it all started. Okay. Was radio. It all. It What's all, it? The, everything. <laughs> everything was radio. Um, I was, I think, 16, 15. I lived in New York. I was obsessed with phone scams, and there was a, a wait, wait, huge sorry, what's that? phone scams. You know, phony phone prank calls, jerky boys oh, type yeah. stuff. Oh yeah! So I, there's a guy who is a, a, a some would say a living legend in radio. His name's Scott Shannon, mm-hmm. um, and there was a morning show WPLJ. Scott Shannon is a this is now going to be all radio talk. Please Scott do. Shannon is a <laughs> just pro it up a little disc, bit for us here. Disc man. jockey that uh, <laughs> signed on Z100 in New York and he brought the radio station from worst to first. He created the format of the Z Morning Zoo, which was something that guys like Howard Stern and you know wound up emulating, which is instead of talking at someone, right. you would get a bunch of guys in the room, guys and gals, and just have a conversation. Right. And then let people listen to the conversation yeah. as opposed to barking at them right um so i wound up working for scott at plj when i was about 16 and then when i was in college just intern go get coffee donuts are they teaching exactly. you the board what are they what are you I doing i would be able to have access to the board so i learned all of that just on my own yeah. time and then created like a dummy tape and then i went to school in baltimore and uh, where'd you go to school uh goucher college and hopkins oh. um and a guy named adam goodman hired me at wwmx mix 106.5 in baltimore where i ran backtracks usa with kid kelly um who's now <laughs> the operations manager of Hits One. Um, and then my first on-air job was uh, 98YCR, WYCR in York, Hanover. And then I went from there to WLAN FM 97. And then my first full-time job was uh, Z102 in Savannah, Georgia, WZAT, where I destroyed everyone. Yeah. And was like number one. We brought really? the station back. Number one. I had no idea. Delilah. And then you get plucked out of Market 179. And I got I went to WKSE Kiss 98.5 and did mornings in Buffalo, which is where uh, a guy named Rocky Allen, uh, who was huge in New York, right. uh, did mornings. And then I had, um, you know, I had guys like Jay Moore on the show. And, yeah. And whatnot. Who had his own. He was doing radio stuff there for a while. He was doing the more sports for yep. a while. On. Yeah. 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 And I always loved Letterman and Carson and I loved all that kind of stuff. And I loved radio. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, I was able to get on stage doing stand up in Buffalo because I was on the radio and doing mornings and right. there was billboards, you know, up. So you were a draw. Would right. people come out? Yeah. Uh, one or two. So the comics didn't like well, it. I was horrible. <laughs> horrible. No, horrible. Yeah. You know, just I remember uh, a guy, Ted Alexandro, was headlining, and I got, uh, just because of the radio, I got to host the show. Yeah. And he was so generous and nice and just, you know, spent like two or three hours talking to me after I was 22 years old. Yeah. Didn't know what, what the hell was going on. And I left. My contract was up, and I really wanted to go to New York and do stand-up. Yeah. And so I left, and I went back to New York. I would I did radio in New York on BLI on Long Island, okay. and blah blah blah. But um, that's radios where because I got a voiceover agent very quickly, right? And then the voiceover is like, oh, oh, we'll introduce you over here to the commercial people, and we'll introduce you over here, and, right? But I had to go back to New York to cut my teeth and get my chops to stand up. Mm. That was where that's where it happened. Yeah, um, getting on the street, barking, doing that whole. <laughs> oh yeah, and it was a time. Anyone who's watched Crashing knows it now. Right? Yep, <laughs> and it was a time that doesn't exist anymore. Which was, mm. you know, maybe like you know, eight to ten years ago, guys like uh, Mike Birbiglia and, mm-hmm. and Liz Mealy, and you know, there was a club on Forty Sixth Street called Ha, and if you if you would spend forty minutes barking with tickets, you had a number, you would get six minutes of stage time. And they had seven shows a night yeah. in Times Square. So the audiences, there was always going to be an audience. Right. And so it was. It started at 6, 30, 7, 30, 8, 30, 9, 30, 10, 30, 11, 30, 12, 30. So you could do five spots a night if, if you, you passed this for club. for 40 times, five times? Whatever it was. Yeah, it was yeah. like half an hour, 35 minutes. Yeah. And uh, so for a year, I did 35 sets a week and then <sighs> recorded every set. This doesn't exist anymore, yeah. this system. Um, yeah. So you could really get that stage time, but you had to pull yourself out when you were ready because, you know, Stand Up New York or Caroline's right. or The Cellar or The Comic Show, nobody was going to come down right. to Ha and be like, hey, Will, Dustin, we know you guys are working really hard. <laughs> do you want to do spots, like actual just spots and yeah. just show up and tell jokes? Right. Yeah. <laughs> so, so when people come up and ask you, like, hey, Will, how do you start comedy? 
well, you just go do 35 sets in a week. <laughs> Humbly. And you suck. It's just, it's horrible. You'll get good quick doing that, though. You know what we used to watch? What were the crowds like? They were they were great because yeah. it was- Were you, they tourists? You said it's Times Square. All tourists. Yeah. It's all tourists. So it's like Vegas. So it is the perfect melting pot to test material. Mm-hmm. You know, and if you're lucky, 40% of the audience doesn't speak English, which is even better. Right. Because when you actually get to, to a major club- you know, whether it's at the t- stand-up New York or Caroline's or the Cellar or the Village Lantern at the time was huge. Boston Comedy Club was around. Um, those are just um, New York audiences. Right, right. Gotham, you know, that Everybody just, speaks English. Right, it's like Everybody gets the references. Yeah. yeah. It's um, like you've been playing fast pitch and then you're switching to slow pitch. Guys like Gaffigan and Al Lubell, mm-hmm. uh, who, you know, both of those, those cats had done Letterman almost more than anybody. And Al LaBelle used to ride his bike down to this club, ha, and he used to bring in his tripod, and he would tape five, and then he'd ride his bike uptown and drop it off at the Ed Sullivan Theater because he had that relationship with Dave. Yeah. You know, it was like when you've got a new five, you know, and so he'd record it there. So when you go back to New York, because you say it's not a time, that time, does, that's not real anymore. That time doesn't There's exist no version anymore. of that The New anymore. York Times did, a, did something about it and profiled Liz Mealy, um, I remember towards the end of that system, and she got she got some heat um, for that. But yeah, but it doesn't exist anymore. Not that now it's all promoters and iPads right. and all this all this and iPads, right? You know, <laughs> I've, oh, you mean that's what they're on the street with, right? Okay, it's the promoters. It, <laughs> it used to be the comedians. Yeah, that so you know I'd be. That's st- what you mean. Sorry, you sounded like such an old man. Right. Huh. It's all iPads these days. It's all iPads <laughs> and i this is and that's and all of these types of things. Yeah. Come on down to the comedy show. Yeah. <laughs> But I'd be yelling at you, keep comedy, stand-up comedy, stand-up half-off, stand-up comedy. And then they'd see you. And then they would see me. Yeah. So it's not really like that anymore. Right. Um, Whereas now it's, it's... you know, it's these. Uh, you know, it's it's like promoters. Do um, you do you go back to New York to yeah. do spots and work? Because yeah. you you're based in L. A. Based in L. A. Grew up New York. Grew up in New Where York. Where are we in the New York? Long area? Island. Long Island. In Connecticut. In Connecticut. And then Westchester. In that order. I was forced to move. What um, were mom and dad doing? Or my mom my and dad order? worked for. He just worked for. He worked for Xerox. It was a. He worked for a company. So it was like in the eighties, uh, promotion relocation. So he started. We started on Long Island. And then, you know, we wound up going to Connecticut. And so I, for him, it was good news with each move or the for family. Him, for me, it was just trauma. Devastating. Yeah. <laughs> it was trauma being yanked out of school, you know, being the new kid yeah. where they, they tell you like, hey, stand up. OK, everybody look at this guy. This is Will. He's new. So this is the guy you're going to hate. Get a good look at him. Yeah. You know, that, oh, that kinda... I feel it. And, and, and especially when you're downgrading locations. You know, from where yeah. you were to where you are. That I felt that my last the the day job that I just quit a couple months ago. Um, and congratulations on thank that. You. I remember reading that, and that's huge. The the step that a comedian makes when they stop doing the day job, and now this is full time. It's all and the emotions. No safety net. That's exactly right. It. It's it, exciting and it's terrifying and it's nerve wracking. But it's huge. It's huge. It's huge. It's it opens up creative energy. It and really time does. And yeah. You find yourself on the road a little more, <laughs> which is good and bad, more. you know. Yeah, a little bit more. It's well, the chuckle hut in Des Moines. <laughs> I can't wait to get there. We were just talking Looney Bins in Iowa, oh uh, or Looney Bins. Where's the Looney Bin? They're in yeah, the middle, yeah, exactly. somewhere in the middle between the coasts. But it was mostly New York for me, right? Yeah. Well, and that was, and so like I remember talking to my family. So my last job, they offered me the promotion that they offered me was, hey, you know, we you have these rec centers and you can go run one, you know, so it's a promotion. I was a manager, a director. Right. You just have to move to Salem, Oregon. Oh, okay. From San Diego. Right. To Salem, Oregon. Which is great because in Salem, you can buy like a six bedroom house on four acres of land for 30 grand. I would be a prince. I would be the prince of (laughs) Salem. You'd be the prince of Salem. I would come in at 45 grand a year. Right. And they would say, here are your cars. Yeah, comedians (laughs) from all over the country would be staying at your house. (laughs) There's no gigs in Salem. You'd build a club on the property. (laughs) On the property. Just to dump money. I would have money to get rid of. I was like, I guess I'll start a comedy club in Salem. And so you turned that, you said, you said, no, I I I said no for two reasons. One, I had sensed a budding comedy career that I was hopeful for. Right. And to move to Salem would be the death of it. Sure. You're not even, you're you're two hours away from an okay scene right. in Portland. Right. And eight you, minutes away from all the crystal meth in the world. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so that's, well, that was one of the perks. As yeah. We were going no, pros, a, cons. Yeah, we said the yeah. crystal meth. And then also I just, I felt like, you know, to take your kid 
from San Diego to Salem when they'd already made the move from Seattle right. to San Diego. How, we, how old is yours? Uh, I have 10, 8, and 3. I guess yeah, it's, it's tough because they got the friends and it's all like, that's that, that's my trauma. Yeah. That's my trauma. It's like going to the new places and, you know, having to start. It wasn't until high school for me that it was like, oh, okay, are we, did we stop moving? Right. Are we going to not did move? Did you get four consecutive high school years? Because my mom demanded it. Your mom. My mom mother demanded. Through. She said, I am not moving. And my dad actually wound up having to take a gig uh, as an expat, expatriate, like right. a corporate speak in Mexico. So, but she's like, I'm in not Mexico, Mexico, so not she, New Mexico. No. no so yeah. your dad goes to Mexico. He goes to Mexico. My mother says, no, we're staying here. You just got to take care of it, which I was appreciative of. So I, I got to do high school straight through same spot. Boom, boom, boom. Right. Yeah. That was huge. And so just mom though. Dad's gone. Dad's gone for like at least two of the years. Okay. Yeah. But they come. He comes back. He comes back intermittently. But that's where I kind of found radio, and I found right. and I. Kind oh yeah, of, so this is right around. Yeah, the time, I was like yeah. in that bubble. I was listening to the radio, and I was Go also find a new dad, a on jazz the radio. kid. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> so the family's still out there. They're all dispersed. My parents are divorced. My mom lives in Connecticut. When my, did the folks divorce? My parents divorced when I was in college. Okay. Yeah. The late one is tough. My wife had that with the late. The parents divorce late. Because my my folks divorced mm. early, mm-hmm. and it, um, it's painful, and there's 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 trauma, but it's unarticulated in the sense that I don't I didn't know what was happening. I remember being sad. how old were you? I was five. Okay. I had a I had a five a kindergarten year. Folks divorced. Uh, grandma died, or grandpa died. Great Dane bit me in the face. It was a, <laughs> it was a twelve months. But, but five's huge because. Yeah. You know who your mother and father are at five. Yeah. The, that first five years yeah. is the foundation. Absolutely. Though looking back at five, the thing I was most upset about was definitely the Great Dane. That'll. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. I like, mean, as far as that? actual like yeah. trauma, right. it's like, hey, mom's gone. Great Dane on the face. No, Almost I think older eye. is harder. I think college is. You easier. know what's happening. You have a better understanding yeah. of the dysfunction or yeah. the betrayal or the pain, right, whatever the thing yeah. is. And it's not like you know, if if any, I think that. My parents were probably like the model parents where they're always, I don't know, they're always arguing. So the fact yeah. that they finally did wind up getting divorced was not shocking. I mean, we would go, and this is really not a joke, we would we would go wherever we went for the holiday to the grandparents. Right. And, and my parents would get in the car, and I remember my dad's signature line. And he just, he would take a breath, and he'd go, <sighs> and look at my mother and go, Let's just get this over with. <laughs> I know. And I'm like in the back of the that car. That was a like, sad laugh. Yeah. Oh, that was. Yeah. No, but I mean, it just, you know, it was what it was. The very first time I saw you do stand up, we did not meet. We didn't. I was at the Ice House. Oh. And you were just up doing Clinton. Okay. I heard I was in the May. I had a show uh. in stage two and you were up there doing Bill. Something uh, it was uh, it was Bill. Uh, you wanted Bill at the White House. Uh, as the first that's man. right. That was the joke. It was uh, it, it was I'm going to vote for Hillary Clinton because I want Bill Clinton back in the White House. Right. Uh, back in the White. Yeah. This time uh, wearing pajama jammers and a robe, <laughs> wandering around. You know, like we are not. I am not going to any meetings today. We're just <laughs> Snoop is coming over at three. We're going to get high, <laughs> smoke some J's and yeah. bring over the ladies. Just honest Bill. Yeah. Essentially. Honest. <laughs> that's, right. that's right. That's right. That's exactly right. That was a great bit. Yeah. I like that one. And then the first show we did together. I, I did remember. that joke on television, which was amazing. Uh, which show? Gotham Comedy Live. There you go. Yeah. On television. On television. Oh, you big timed me earlier. Well, uh, no, like, I, but let's be honest now. We didn't say I didn't say the Tonight Show. No, 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 no. <laughs> yeah, you did not say that. Yeah, I did that on a television. Uh, I did show. it on I the got Tonight Show. No, you big timed me yesterday what? when you texted me. Oh, and you texted me don't call and me out you on told that. me. Oh. So I hear from our mutual friend Mark Christopher Lawrence. Okay. That uh, Will Vote is in town. Right. Mutual friend. Will mutual Vogt. friend. We love we, MCL. We do, and we and, and Will and I do a lot of show. Whenever we can, we do shows together. Yep. We catch up on the phone maybe every Try nine to, to twelve months or so. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> you know, comedy friends. This right. is, that is the thing with comedy friends, though, it's is true. you cannot see them, and then when you do see them, it's like you saw them yesterday. There's a comedian. We can pick it up real fast. You know what's so funny, too, is that now that you're sitting here, I was racking my brain two days ago. I have all these premises and different things that I'm working on, and I'm like, like I need somebody who's smart, who's fast, who just processes stuff to give feedback, 
and I, it, it's just like, why didn't I just call you? Well, See, no. now I'm going to call you. Yeah. Yeah. That was a that was a nice compliment. <laughs> it is a compliment. I gave that resume a real nice. Well, no, yeah. for comedians I to call someone... other comedians yeah. and ask them what, and not ask them what's funny, but say, "Listen, I want to workshop this with you." you That's huge. It is. You have to trust them. You have to trust, and them. you have to like them. Because comedians don't laugh at. I I, don't. I was with uh, uh I slept uh, I was up in the Bay Area this last week and yeah. did some shows. And uh, there were some some open micers kind of hanging around that I didn't really know, mm-hmm. and they were running bits by me. And I'm trying to be nice and supportive. Sure, I'm like, listen, we don't have this kind of friendship yet. That's right. That's <laughs> to run right. a bit, <laughs> uh, like a brand new bit. It's one thing to be like, hey, Dustin, I really respect you. Could you watch my set? That's one. Right. It's almost like there's a level of friendship. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah but yeah. the cold call, hey, cold I have call. an idea. I got an idea. Can you work this out? For yeah, me? that's you really right, gotta like a... somebody and trust them. So we're at the we're at the ice house. Oh no no! So, but you big time in me. Oh okay. Can you? Hey, can you? Uh, I don't remember. Can you hang out? Or are you? I heard you in town. I was in town. And you want to do a spot, which I want to talk about why you're in town in a second. Okay. You're in town doing a spot, uh, and it takes you a few hours to get back to me. It did. Yeah. Oh. And then do, what? Oh, did, what did yeah. you tell me? I, t- I, was, so, with, I was. I was with Riser. I was with Riser. I was with Paul Riser. <laughs> you didn't. You could have said a thousand things. I could have said. You could have said things. I was busy. I was hanging out with a friend. But as I, I didn't typed have my it, phone I up. said I shouldn't have typed that. <laughs> but I didn't I was, want you to feel like I was, you know, it's like because now everybody, you're supposed to get back to people. Everybody's got their phone. We're all holding it. It's right here. If we get a message. Yeah. Um, but yeah. If you know, somebody doesn't text that. back, I assume they're busy or they're on a plane. Or they're on asleep, a plane? No, you can, you can shower. text it depends on, on the. It depends on the one you're on. Yeah. No, I was with Paul Reiser. <laughs> 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 At his house. <laughs> Sorry. Workshopping. Workshopping. He was running his new bits we're by you. Because he's, he's like, I need someone quick, fast. I'm going to call Will. That's right. Will. That's right. That's right. I, I, I met Paul at Comedy Magic. Uh, and uh, that was, uh, there was, it was a, every once in a while when you're hanging around clubs like that, you do have to kind of try legend. and hold it in. Living legend. Of, you know, be kind. And he was, he was very kind. I said, because uh, I'm emceeing. Sure. And, you know, you don't want to make assumptions. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm bringing up a surprise pop in, and I go, you know, what do you, what do you want me to say? Oh, and he I'm popped ver- in. He popped in, yeah. and I was very nervous mm-hmm. to even ask him that question, you know, because obviously, oh, what do you want me to say to bring yeah, you on? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Right. Because you know, I'm exciting, and you know, what do I do? I say mad about you, or is he tired of hearing that? You sure. never know. And he goes, uh, yeah, tell him to. Uh, What's the name of his show on Stranger Amazon? Things? No, here's on Johnny <laughs> on Amazon. The oh, um, Red Oaks. Yeah, he says. Yeah, uh, yeah tell him uh, you've seen him on Red Oaks <laughs> on Amazon. That's like him. <laughs> <laughs> and then I said, and oh, and also maybe you've sure. seen him on this show, Mad About You. And right. then the excitement. That's one of the fun things about some of the Hollywood clubs. He, like, so. I mean, I am. I'm really grateful. Are you doing dates with him too? I'm not doing dates with Paul. Just writing stuff and working on stuff, and I'm really grateful it's just like to even you know have a relationship yeah with a guy like with a guy like that is uh i'm still in awe of that and i have worked with him before i opened right. i opened for him and um you know there aren't a lot of cats left like paul you know it's you know paul riser and jerry seinfeld and the, the that really are a product of the johnny carson right years and right I, and and i remember the first time uh, that i met paul uh, you know, because I I knew his set. Oh, I actually I knew the first joke that he told him. I said, I you know the first joke that you told on the Tonight Show on your first shot. I said, I you know I love it. And he's like, well, yeah. what what was my first joke? And I'm gonna mess it up, but it was like uh, he comes out and he's like, thank you very much, thank you very much. He's like, uh, you know, I'm actually a little nervous. Um, he's like, I've never done anything like this before, and there's a lot of people here, and um, this is kind of like my first. Uh, time with this many people and the cameras and just building the tension. He's building the tension, and then he said, "So if it's all the same to you, I mean, I prefer not to do this. If you guys just want to get out of here and get a cup of coffee, that was the line, <laughs> and it hits. Oh, hits! Oh. Huge, <laughs> huge, huge laugh. Oh, what a relief! But Paul is one of the smartest. I mean, just to sit there and listen to Paul talk about anything, right? You know, I mean, he's an accomplished musician, obviously an accomplished writer, but." It's you know it's just like whoa yeah you know, you're just like a sponge like taking it in. I feel like that happens when you run into these old 
Hollywood types or the guys who've just been in the industry for so long and they have all these stories. That's true. But, yeah. but the thing about Paul is that he's current. Right. You know what I mean? So you he's got still, still working. Whiplash, yeah. You yeah. Know, which was an Academy Award motion picture. You know, Red Oaks, uh, Here's Johnny, Stranger Things, yeah. season two. Yeah. You know, is mad about you coming back. Like all like all of that <laughs> stuff is, is still in, mad about you. Still mad about still you. Mad still mad is what it's called. We're still mad. <laughs> uh, but yeah. Yeah. So. So you okay? So back on our timeline here. Sure. You I started stand up. I started stand up. Do you? How long are you doing stand up before you just you're like I can't go back to radio, or the stand up's what I want. As soon as I tasted it. Yeah. As soon as I because it was. It was just countdown until radio's done. Yeah, and and walking away from that paycheck and walking away right. from, was really challenging because I was married. I was really young. Yeah. I, we had just had a baby, my yeah. son. Um. And uh, you know, 22, 23 years old, yeah. and you know, you taste Probably it. Were, yeah. yeah, you taste it. You taste it, and, and it's like, and it reminded me. It's like this is this is what I want to do. Right. This is what I want. This is why you know I, re- I remember. Was your wife working at the time? She was working, yeah, but not in show business. Just a corporate right. like situation. Right. Um. So to come home and go, hey, you know, I want to quit the yeah. you know doing the morning show and move to New York and do what. Stand up. Is, uh, do you have a no? No gig. No. <laughs> I'm gonna go hand out tickets. Right. I, gotta... I called Ted because he was the only comedian that I knew. Right. When I got to New York, and I said, "Hey, can you? What is?" So she stays, and you do move. To, no, you we, all, we, you we moved, moved to New York. York, and we moved to my. Uh, we moved in with my mother. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> There's no shame. In I mean, and there's that, no good comedy that a, stories. That was a nightmare. It's all hard, that, man. And taking the train into the city every day, and uh, yeah. Uh, you know, I reached out to. So dad's out. It's just so it's just you and wife and baby and grandma. Your Correct. Mom. Okay. Correct. These are the the er, this is the genesis of your comedy career. Yeah, this is the early years, and I would say that like within nine months, nine to ten months, um, I started getting spots at other places. Hmm. So there was a place uptown, um, the uh, underground. I think it was like one oh seventh and West End. I got a spot at Caroline's. And then Al Lubell vouched for me at Stand Up New York. Um, and then I think I was one of the last people to pass the strip during mm. the Lucian era. Right. So it was Starlow was there and Lucian was there. And, uh, I, you know, I remember passing <coughs> Starla who was yeah. and walking out and like I'm in tears. Yep. On loan on the street. Yes. And then pulling it back together. Yes. Um, so that was that. the hardest thing about those early stand up years is your at least if you're in a relationship is yeah. your your achievements and the things that mean the most to you don't equal money they nope. don't equal a clear career path no, i nothing. mean i remember very vividly getting past at the two clubs here when i first started madhouse in la jolla right both times i hugged the booker right and i came home and my wife was like great does that mean paid work no not not no really. no, no i'm still i'm still gonna they, be this middle means man i'm allowed to be there and nobody looks at me right strangely. exactly i'm allowed in the green room now right. I'm yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just allowed in and out when when do you make the new york to la move is that more recent? And I made the New York to LA move. I'd come out here a couple of times for pilot season, like just for a couple of weeks. Nothing really hit. The radio voiceover thing led to commercials. So I booked, I booked a lot of commercials. I got my union card on a, mm-hmm. a Super Bowl spot, and then hmm. I started doing acting class. I bumped into Jimmy Fallon on hmm. the street when he was on Who? SN. Jimmy Fallon? Not familiar. Oh, he's now the host of the Tonight Show. Okay. Yeah. It's not Leno anymore. No, I don't know Jimmy Fallon. <laughs> he, I just bumped into him while I was giving out tickets. Yeah. And he stopped, and he was like, "Dude," he was like, "You're a comedian, new comedian," and he looked at me with crazy eyes. And I think they were he was in a tux with another dude, and I think they were going to maybe the MTV Awards. Who he goes, knows? Get into class. You need to take acting class. It is all about acting class. Huh? And I was like. Okay, <laughs> so I asked a couple of comedians like if there was any good teachers. Fallon tells you that on the street, just on like the a street. prophetic, in front of the Howard Johnsons on Forty Sixth and Broadway, <laughs> the Hojo. which is now gone. That, that Hojo's gone. I'm, yeah, I miss it. No. <laughs> so everybody said that Joanna Bexson was the woman. Joanna oh. Bexson. This uh, is who needs to teach you how to act. Meisner technique. All the comedians went to her. Ray Romano thanked her in his Emmy speech. Uh, Dave Chappelle mm-hmm. worked with her. Um, Norton, yeah, all these guys, Ted Alexander, all these guys, Gaffigan, everybody, Joanna Went Bexson. So I called Joanna Bexson, and I just I got into acting class, and um, and then I started doing off Broadway, like theater, Fringe Festival right. stuff. But what made the move to New York is I was at um, 
I was at Caroline's one night and somebody in the audience was with Disney and they saw me and there was a musical that was going on in LA, Aladdin, the musical. Mm -hmm. And they called somebody and they got in touch with me and they said, hey, we'd like you to, to audition for the genie. And I said, what? <laughs> who, who are you? They didn't give you any context, just the genie? No, we had, yeah. the, you know, it's Aladdin, the musical. I was like, where, at Disneyland? And they're like, yeah. I was like, that doesn't sound fun. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Theme park? You know, I'm, I'm picturing like, uh, you know, like a little box and some yeah. dude with like baby powders, <laughs> right. and, you know, in their hand. Cue the genie. <laughs> you know, you come out and... Um, but you uh, know, the machine I, didn't work again. Who knew it was a forty million dollar musical in right. a two thousand seat theater? And you know, so I, I first said I was like, nah, I don't think so. Yeah, and they kept calling. So you were the genie. Yeah. So For I, how many years? How, how long? Five years. Five years at Disneyland. At California Adventure. At California. Oh, I'm sorry. No, no. I know, right. <laughs> let's, let's not leave. Uh, Paul would drive not, me in. That's yeah, right. You know. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so that's what brought me to L.A. They, you know, they paid for it. Yeah. They, they moved. They, you know, and. Um, do and you was, you come out solo? Are are the, you and the wife together at this? point? No. At this point, at this point, that's not going well. Okay. Um, as you can imagine, like those are the years of of you're working on the road. You're going Brutal. Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and reboot of the career and it's just a real bad strain brutal really bad strain so i did come out solo mm -hmm. for that mm -hmm. and then the divorce ensued ensued yeah. was it the writing was on the wall at that point though i think, think? She, yeah she wrote it in blood no <laughs> <laughs> get out no, the writing was definitely honey on the you wall. can use a pen on the paper because you all, have to sign because that all in blood. comedians are such a pleasure and a joy to live with which i have a lot of advice <laughs> for you I mean, you have a great relationship like good family or a good dad all of those things thanks <laughs> from my understanding yeah well you know the it's uh there there sometimes there is a sense of which um i don't i don't want to sound this to sound like a martyr of any sense but you can feel a guilt in having a stable home life as a comedian mm. and that there is so much dysfunction amongst your peers where I don't want to come across as like a lack of empathy because I no, know the strain. All. I know the exact strain. Not and at all. I think that I, I'm exceedingly blessed with a wife who supportive is very supportive, yeah. is an artist herself, mm -hmm. gets the drive, yeah. gets the desire to create, yes. gets the and I feel like and maybe I'm wrong in this, but I feel like there are two extremes in the comedy relationship spouse um, that when the, 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 the comedian leaves one, the person who's left alone goes into, I can't function. I can't believe I'm by myself. Mm -hmm. I'm, 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 I miss you. Right. I can't believe you left me. I'm alone. I'm alone. I'm alone. I'm alone. And the highly, the dependence comes out. And then the other extreme of that, and I don't think there's a lot of mediums is a highly independent. It's who are you? <laughs> There, right. I have a husband. There's a dad mm -hmm. around, and that's Melissa, and not in any um, uh, like really negative way. Mm -hmm. Like she still loves me and is committed. But it's she goes. Sure. She's so independent right. that if anything, the challenge is sometimes when I come home and it's like, hey, we you've been gone three days and right. four days, and we didn't. We were fine. What are you doing here? You wow. know. So there can be a reentry where I'm like trying to like discipline the kids or help yeah. them or no, something absolutely. like that. Absolutely. Where she's like, no, we don't. What are you, what are you doing here? You've missed. It's like It's like it's like you missed four days of homework. Yeah. You know, and like you're behind on some of the concepts or something. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Well, and I there's a there's some you know a buddy of mine is a a a, a DP, and then I have another buddy like first aid. So they're you know doing films and and they're constantly six months, five months, four months, and it's that it's that you. You nailed it. It's the re, you know, reentry, reentry, reentry yeah. period. Yeah. But you have something that I'll tell you that that guys you can't teach. It's the hustle, and not hustle is to manipulate other people. You cannot you cannot teach somebody to show up. You cannot teach mm. somebody to just continuously pound the pavement and get out there and go 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 and you can uh, you know you could take 50 comedians you know or 50 anybody's mm -hmm. and you're not going to find somebody that is it's it's inherent the mm. hustle the drive the go 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 you know it's just, especially in Los Angeles or southern california right. 
it, it's 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 not a joke. I guess it could be. It's warm outside. <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean. It's yeah. like you know what do you want to do? Especially in this like, city, uh, in San Diego. Maybe, well, you know, this city is full of part-time lifeguards. New York, we we're starving. So many. <laughs> we are starving. It is cold. <laughs> like you know, there's like you can't sleep outside. Yeah. It's like I think that there are two things at play there. One, I do not have the DNA of a Southern Californian. Seattleites are world changers. Yeah, it's it's a mid-sized city that's given the world Amazon and Starbucks and and sure. Apple and Boeing and Nirvana yep. and Jimmy yep. Hendrix and and and, and Mac, like the, every facet of the world, you know, uh, Seattle has tried to change as an influence in some way. Sure. And the reason is because those are all indoor activities. That's right. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and you come down to San Diego and they're like, no, let's longboard to go yeah, surf. Like let's, let's and then let's get a burrito. A like <laughs> where like. They're all, I, I mean that, like I have so many friends that are, they just, they're like, no man, I just want to have a part-time job. And then yeah. I'll live with two or three other guys that have a part-time job and, and then I'll be fine. I found that when I got out here and it, it was, it was just the, it's almost like acquired complacency Yeah. where <laughs> like all of a sudden it's like, why well, I didn't feel complacent before. And, and uh, you know, I do talk about it in my act. It's like people right. will cancel plans on you. Yes. You know, if the weather is not sunny and 70, right. You're yes. Like, you know, there's like a cloud in the sky. Mm-hmm. You're like, you know what? I think that we should just stay in today. Yeah. It's very yeah. unpredictable. I've what I, it, you're a hundred percent right. The weather, this, this is the only place that I've, I've had a child soccer game get canceled because it might rain. It might rain. Right. It might rain. <laughs> Threat of rain. In in Maine, ice is flying at you at 70 miles an hour from lake effect snow. And people are like, no, school's not yeah. canceled. We have chains on the buses. Put on your thicker jersey yeah. and get out there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think I think there's an element of that. And then I think also there is an element of I was 27 with two kids and had been married eight years when I started. And there was a sense where early on. I had a chip on my shoulder because I wanted to make it work. I mm-hmm. regretted not. St- I I grew up in love with stand up. I'm the Comedy Central Who's your presents. Favorite? <clears throat> uh, I mean, probably Mulaney. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. My very first comedy show was at the my the school I went to, the University of Washington. Uh, Mike Berbiglia. <laughs> we were interns together at Conan. He was oh, the really? control room intern. Opener yeah. is Mulaney. Wow. That's my very. I should have never gone to another show. Right. <laughs> that's the, yeah, that's the thing. And Mulaney was real green. I remember he had this bit. This is a very '90s or like late '90s, early 2000 bit where he said, um, "I want to write a suicide note, but I want to write it in wingdings." It's <laughs> <laughs> funny. And then everyone's like, "Oh man, it's so artistic." But my parents would be like, "Nah, man, he's just a jerk." You know. <laughs> And I, there's no way that that's probably the way the joke goes because right. that was 14 years yeah, ago sure. or whatever. So, um, so there is there was a sense of where I had a chip on my shoulder. Very first open mic I ever went to, I went and talked to the bartender. Okay, he said, "Oh, you want to be a comedian? Go ahead and get divorced now." Wow. And that was my very first comedy experience. Yeah. And there was a sense of I almost had the same chip on my shoulder to make it in comedy as like and to make my family work in comedy. Right. You know right, that. Right. 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 Uh, I I just didn't want to. Put them on the altar, like yeah, you know, yeah, and I and we were, you know, things were good when I started comedy, mm-hmm. so I had no desire to. I wasn't. It wasn't a midlife crisis. It mm-hmm. wasn't. I need this. Mm-hmm. I'm leaving you behind. It was more like, hey, I want to see if I can make this work uh, yeah. professionally. Yeah. Um, which was why I was the annoying guy who, like, three months in, was like, I need a headshot and what website, and they're right. like, all right, why don't you just write eight minutes? Yeah, <laughs> I know. Well, it's so it's so funny because you know, I mean. I, like when I was when I was with Paul the other day, we were talking about like just the no. Uh, this is on point. It's fine. Yeah. Uh, this talking about like guys that have had that level of success, that level of success, and where's their mind at even after they had their success? Right. And he had he had said well, you know one thing where I was like, well, that's a great, um, you know, we could build a whole hour mm. around that. And he looked at me and he was like, an hour. He was like. I'd be happy with five minutes. <laughs> He's like, let's just focus on five. Like, let's focus on a minute yeah, of usable yeah, material. Yeah, He's yeah. like, you're going, you're, like, you're trying to sell an hour. Yeah, you know, and that's, but that's it. It's yeah. like, it's like little chunks at a time. I feel that way that I'll start with a bit and I'll, I'll come up with a new idea. So, for example, right now, I a month ago I got a free upgrade to first class. You know, because we get all the miles. Sure. I've been in first oh, class in months. Yeah. Well, it's there's nothing yeah. like and it. By that's months, I mean be. since I was ten. Right. Uh, and. I went what airline? In, uh, Delta. That's uh, my go-to. Was it Delta One? I don't know. Was it f- where? Where were you going to? I was going to Seattle. Okay, here. so it wasn't the flatbed. 
No, no, right. no, no, no. That's no, called no. Delta One. Okay, all right, that's big a timer. Whole... Right. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's what Paul charters no, for no, us. No, no, no. <laughs> uh, the <laughs> it's California Adventure. Yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah. Uh, but I had not been up there in a long time, and it was an amazing experience. And oh, I was like, this is the best yeah. thing I've ever had. I didn't know the food was free. I googled the night before, can you wear sweatpants? Like you this could is wear all. Whatever you want. I didn't know. I didn't yeah. know the rules. It was like Julia Roberts and Pretty and Woman. Best, you know, like the I best is since you're on first, yeah. right? Because you get right on. And then the parade yes. of people and the look that no longer the looks that you get like you can no uh, longer associate with these peasants no, behind you. It's a total class. That's system. why I was I was thinking about this, like the psychology of why they put you on first. There is no advantage in first class to getting on early because you're not going to run out of overhead space. They have the right amount of overhead that's space true. for you. So there's no reason. That's the only reason you want to get on a plane early anyways. Right. If anything, you want to cut it close so you don't have to go sit on the tarmac. That's correct. Long. And if you are first, you can cut everybody right. whenever you get to whenever the Whenever you want. Whenever you get there. So there's two reasons. One, they want to get you a drink before you go up. That's right. That's the first. And two, you can hold that drink <laughs> on your lap as you loosely make eye contact with these commoners. <laughs> As they head back to the lower caste system <laughs> where they belong. Where they belong. That's right. I was getting paid right. $600 right. to go do five gigs. Yes. I was getting paid, and I was sleeping in, on my, in my sister's guest room uh -huh. 30 minutes from the gig. Boom. Trash. It was, a, it was not a right. good money weekend. Right. But when I was in first, I, I was like, I should have, I want, I, uh. I wanted to go buy like an economist. Yes. Do you have any of the Harvard <laughs> Business Review? Um, and uh, I'll take that coach back as well. <laughs> the uh, I I was blessed to JetBlue now has uh, something called Mint. Ooh. And if you and it's uh, you can fly from New York to Los Angeles or uh, San Diego to Boston. Okay. And I was blessed to fly this mint mm -hmm. and it's it's i think it's better than delta's first class or america and it's they have these little suites and it's you know there's like a little door yeah and it's a fully reclining like it turns into a bed so you can go to it's like you could take a red eye to new york and yeah like to sleep yeah and i'm sitting in this thing and just what you described is happening and the people are are coming on and i'm i'm like wow like, what is this? This, yeah. is, this is insane. Yeah. It's like this little apartment. And this woman walks by and she stops and she looks at me and she looks at the whole situation. <laughs> Go on JetBlue.com or just or Google Mint if you haven't seen yeah. it. And also Mint is, is 10 times cheaper. Like so, you can get a mint seat for like four ninety nine, whereas it's it's better than American first right. class. Nobody pays for first class. It's like three thousand dollars a always, seat. That's I, insane. Yeah, exactly. Right. It's like if you're a member of the mileage program, you can upgrade. Blah 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 blah. Right. This woman looks at me. She looks at the whole situation and she goes, huh, "I don't know. Maybe one day. Maybe <laughs> it'll happen for me. Maybe one day." <laughs> and just looks. What's that? A cocktail? <laughs> nice. Looks comfy. <laughs> Looks comfy. Okay, okay, I'm going. I'm going. <laughs> going to the back. Back of the bus. Well, that's the thing. I used to do that when I, whenever I still do. I don't when I'm in coach, I look down and I go, I'm playing the how did they get up here game. You, you, what it, and I'm like looking at his jeans and like what does this right. guy own a farm that like <laughs> that makes a bunch of money and there's a I always look when I see a child up there I'm like you don't deserve this. Do you you remember, don't deserve this. I know. Do you remember uh Seinfeld's joke about first class? The curtain? Yeah, I love that. I love <laughs> What's that. going on up there? He's like, you know, he's like I always give you that little look right before they close the curtain like <laughs> Maybe if you worked a little harder, <laughs> I wouldn't have to do this right now. <laughs> That's exactly right. Yeah. So uh, you're in San Diego this week. So context, we're about to do my show, La Stance. Oh, great. In a few minutes. But you're in San Diego because you're doing a play. Yeah. Well, I don't... It just got extended. It did. So that it, means it'll probably it's be over by the time anybody I'm going to go this. Thursday. Are oh, you going to come on Thursday? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. great. This, I'm sorry. This isn't promo for your show, but I want to talk about it. No, yeah. It's, Me and the um, fam are going to come Thursday. I haven't done a play in a few years. Around the world. It's Around the World in 80 Days. It's Jules Verne. It's North Coast Repertory Theater, which is- a, Which is where we met. Which is- I, That's so weird. Yeah. It's just so weird. Whoa. Mark Christopher Lawrence yeah. uh, was booking, and I, was, I think I headlined that show. You did. And it was on the stage, and yeah. like this was nuts, so- um, There was a set. There was a set. There was a, a normal set. set. I have a video from yeah. that, because it was like- uh, it was a like a promo video that I sent out. There was for a long time, so I remember the show, and I remember you. Uh, our first conversation at that was you uh, talking about how you love 
paying the toll for the toll road on the 72 oh, or whatever. And I was like, I'll yeah. never do it. And you're oh, like, no, really? I just go and I swerve between all the lanes. That's right. I got the toll yeah, road you got the all the whole toll road all to yourself. <laughs> it's like, like yeah, it's and good. then you did a bit about like the, the beaches. You're going down each beach, and then we've. But if you get to Mexico, oh, you've gone right. too then far. Then you've gone too far. <laughs> yeah. I think I made that up on the spot. Like, that sounds I like a you, good bit. Well, that's the thing. You're on these sets, and you're sitting on the on the on the on the couch. Right, trying to on use this the thing, set. and there's a cup. I think there was a cup that you might have used. That's or something right. Like. So you're, but now you're doing the actual show there, not the Tuesday night comics. Yeah, it's. It, well, I remember they said I was approached um, to do the show. And um, it's it's Jules it's Jules Verne's Around the World in 80 Days and this guy, uh, Mark Brown adaptation that he wrote in 2001 and it's a comedy and uh, the reason that I wanted to do it I mean I had to audition like everybody else is because there's only five actors in the show mm-hmm. and I've never done anything. yeah how many characters are you doing 19 19 so it's 19 characters it's 100 and take that split 136 page McAvoy. script and I think I'm not in six pages um, <laughs> so it was a mo- it like nerve-wracking mind mess yeah. to try to wrap you can i do this is this right. possible right out of my comfort zone extremely scary working with with guys that they just do theater all year round yeah. this is what they do they just eat plays and yeah. spit them out and eat plays and they're like <laughs> what are you a comedian yeah what are you doing and you're the lead what are you gonna memorize this thing huh yeah. i've had this memorized for months <laughs> like, you know? i memorized my one act it was like for i was five. working before i got here yeah. i don't know i just started came with the script i thought we were starting today they picked me for this i didn't they, this I isn't a make a wish right yes i was chosen <laughs> i was chosen to do this um but it's uh that story is about it's uh, Phileas Fogg, mm-hmm. 1872, makes a bet at a gentleman's club that he can get around the world by steamer and train in 80 days, and they think that that's insane because right. now there's new, you know, and it's um, you know, it's not heavy. It, it the story is not a heavy lifting story. You right. Know, there's a girl. There's love. It's that you know, if you have enough money, you can make anything happen. Right. You know, so you know. Yeah. Uh, Are you fun? Doing it? It's fun, yeah. It, How it, long is the run now? It's extended two weeks. So it's a little over a month. So it's How like many a shows? Week, uh, I don't know. It was, yeah. oh, it, well, eight a week, seven Are a week. Are you going to do more theater? You want to do more theater? I love you theater. Want, yeah, yeah, yeah. If, it's, if it's yeah. right. If, it, right. if it's right for me. Um, yeah. Like, I love, uh, I love plays. I love straight plays. And I love musicals. Yeah. Um, and I never thought in, in my wildest dreams that I would ever have done a musical. I did not go to musical theater school. Right. I told Disney. I said, I don't think it's a good idea. I don't dance. <laughs> yeah. This is not, and they're, they're like, no, 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 no. But you could do all the voices, and you're a good actor. We'll teach you. Right. And I was like, but you, this is a professional situation, and they did. Yeah. You know, and all of a sudden you're, you know, you're singing. They and recognize dancing something, and, and then they taught you it all. That I didn't recognize myself. Yeah. You know, so it was, it was fun, and this has been fun, and it's gorgeous down here. You brought your boy to San Diego for Comic Con. Yeah. I remember you posting about that. Yeah, 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 yeah. How yeah. was that? That was fun. Um, it was. That's the signature San Diego tour. It was a, thing. I had never been you never been i'd never you, been is co- he a comic-con guy is he a comic book nerd is he any he, of that his name's carter and carter. he is he loves all things um that are i think current yeah you know so like being that's a comic-con very, yeah. is you know that's 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 really cool did but, you buy passes or were, were you in there or were you down there for something i was not just... cool enough to be given passes okay. i didn't buy passes i had a friend uh who was paneling yeah on there a show go. And I, I asked him, I said, hey, you know, I said, I don't know. And it was all very last minute. I yeah. said, if you wind up bouncing early, if you. So he called right. me on, on Saturday at like 11 and he said, hey, do you and your son still want to come? Yeah. And I said, yes. He goes, boom, you're going to be Sheila. That's how it Sheila, happens, man. And he's going to be Carl. <laughs> Sheila and Carl. Right. The passes are at the hotel. Have a good time. Yes. So, yes, 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 yeah, yes. Yeah, yeah. The only reason that I've gone is because at my old rec center job, they would do a field trip with the kids every year, and I would volunteer to be one of the camp counselors. Really? And we would go and be like, hey, you're gonna, you just got to take these 12 kids. You have 12 kids that you're responsible for at Comic-Con, at Comic-Con? which is a disaster. That's, by not, the way. that's a lot of they're responsibility. Young, and they're young, and their parents like just give them like a uh, $100, and I was like, they've burned through this in, in 30 seconds. 30 seconds. Uh, they bought one oversized Pokemon. Like, right. In, <laughs> like, that's right. It's gone. out of money. Gone, out yeah. of money. Now they're just looking at uh, women in outfits they've never seen before. It's a lot of, it, yeah. it's uh, very over, I mean, I had one child, and I, it was yeah. just hard to keep track of him. But we were only there eight to 12. Did you have them leashed? Like, uh, yeah, all yeah, yeah, yeah. Together? They were in orange shirts. Yeah. And I would but we would uh, then we would put them on the bus and then me and my friend would stay and I'm like all right have fun at the rest day camp right. we're gonna actually get to go yeah, to yeah, comic con yeah, 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 yeah. but uh, yeah I mean it's amazing but it's over it's it's almost a little too much it's just it's a very sea, it's overwhelming a sea of humanity. I didn't know how it all works and if you don't know how it all works 
in, register for the panels. Right. I mean, to do this, yeah. to really do anything, you have to know what's going on. Oh, they need an, like an uh, orientation. It is. It's like, God, yeah. it's a yeah, lot. It's a yeah, lot yeah. of a lot. But it's cool just to be there. I'm and, sure the kid loved it, too. He did. Yeah. He did. He and did. it was like a dad hookup type thing. It was a dad hookup type thing. And then we were walking back, and I'll name drop again. <laughs> we, we, were, we were walking up the street. And I looked right up, and it said Dana Gould. And I can't remember what club it is, but it's right down, right down by the convention American Center. Comedy Company. And uh, I texted Dana, mm-hmm. and I was like, "Are you are you here?" And I'm out, I'm outside. So and I brought my son in yeah. right before he went on, and we said Beautiful. hi, and then bounced out. And of course, my son went, "Oh, so you don't get to perform on that show?" Well, I was like, nah. "It was last minute. He's, There's a lot of things." But we're the least. They don't like, do guest as, spots. As probably. fathers, it's like we are not cool yeah like you could do the coolest thing like you, yeah. you could be on the tonight show no yeah, and they'd be matter. like dad i don't need yeah. to watch you on tv telling jokes making all they me go look is stupid. uh are you do you are you are you gonna do you know kevin hart dad do you know kevin hart no like the i Chappelle don't know kevin joke hart. yeah yeah, yeah exactly yeah yeah, 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 yeah yeah that's so real that's, it's so funny the only time that my son appreciates stand-up is when it directly affects him we did a week at brad garrett's club okay and they did put he, us up in the Signature suites. He loved that. So we they were there for four of the nights, and we went and did Vegas things, and it was fun. And and they were out there in a really nice hotel. Right. That he appreciates. And he, I year, two years ago, I remember I asked him, I was like, that, you know, am I gone too much right now? Is this affecting you too much? Do you want me to keep doing comedy? How old was he when you asked him uh, this question? Eight, nine, and, something. And you expected a real answer? Well, no, I wanted to hear him speak authentically. Okay. You know, no, no, at nine. At nine. All right. Yeah. Well, he, no, I mean, it's, my it's son's a big always ask. been like nine, going on seventeen. Seventeen. Very. Well, I'm very yeah. curious as a father what your son said. He said no. Sincerely, I, I want to keep staying at hotels. Because <laughs> that's exactly. when you are a kid, the hotel is the best, is thing, the in the best world. thing in the world. And when we grew up in Seattle, that's the only time we would swim when we go to a hotel. Is when you had the hotel <laughs> yeah. pool. Yeah, and my dad would like, hey, we got to drive nine hours. Are we going to stay at a hotel? Yes. Let, oh. me tell you, let me tell you something. I mean, my son lives on Long Island, you know, and, and my wife's got the big house. And as a divorced person, and any divorced person will tell you, especially as a divorced dad, right. you get to know hotels and hotel pools. Very well. Yes. You're like, yeah, I'm at the at the Marriott, uh, the, the hotel, and the pool. Yeah. yeah. And then you see other dads, but then you're like, hey, what's up, buddy? Yes. It's a weekend <laughs> visit, right, brother? That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How often are you seeing him? Because he comes out here, and you go out there. Yeah, he comes out. I go back. Does he, do you text? Do you guys? He have a phone. How old is he? He does have a phone that we that I pay for. Oh. And sometimes he does not want to text. And you're like, listen, kid. Yeah. Yeah, I but what are you gonna do? He's yeah. like, he's 15 now. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, he's like he's a man, like yeah. quoting the law, like yeah. you know, like <laughs> like according to New York State law, I don't have to text you back. I'm oh, like, oh man, wow, that's a world that we're in on, and that's why I sent you that article. I wanted your thoughts on it. The whole internet safety thing. It's like my kid's 10, Out and he wants a phone so bad. I'm like, you're too young. Well, let me the tell internet- you the mistake that I made that maybe you cannot make. Yeah, if you want to have rules, you need to start with the rules you Mm. can't adopt them later so if you give him a phone and it's just open and it and it's like here you can't go backwards right and then go but you can't access this right you can't do that right so you have to really sit down with the wife and think about those things use the use the filters use right i mean because i think that and i wish it was funny that our job as parents is to try to preserve and maintain the innocence of our children as long as we can and right you know, I mean, it's not like when we were kids. Mm-mm. It's all out there. And right. no matter how many sensors or filters yeah. you put on the phone, where kids are going to get their information from right. is the other kids at school. Right. Who And they're just going to wrap out and they're right. going to find out. And, you know, I mean, you can filter everything you want, but eventually they're going to find the book that you don't want them to read. Right. Exactly. 100%. And, it, and it's more about like having, you know, open, honest, right. authentic conversations with your kids at an early age saying, yeah. listen, this stuff is out there, you know, but there's ways to go about doing it. And listen, there's a lot of guys that are fathers that are way above my pay grade you know, not just as dads, but also they just have a lot more experience that I'll lean on. Right. And be like, how do I have this conversation right. with my son? You know, especially at that age. Yeah. Monitoring what they're doing, giving them some independence, saying that, it, you know, it's a privilege. Yeah. Um, but it's. I think you're right, too, that we're tricky. making backwards because I was watching that, you know, that Google had their thing, the Internet Safety Day, make it a safer Internet. And I was Which watching I it it's about passwords and hackers and. And it's but they're all working backwards. Like, hey, these are the mistakes that we've seen. Yep. How do we clean these up? And right. so I feel glad that we haven't exposed. But I'm sure. Here's the thing: if your if your kid doesn't have a phone, if his friend has a phone, 
he has a phone. Your kid has a phone, you know? <laughs> like, right. So, because they're either at school and they're showing him. So, we understand we can't protect entirely. Depending on the relationship, I think, that depending on the relationship you have with your kids, yeah. they'll come to you and they'll ask about it. But we'll, we know it's near. And so now it's these conversations and here's of the thing. trust and openness. You can bring anything to me. They don't know about the search history. Right. <laughs> so, if you have a family computer, yeah. Okay. You know, you know, eight, nine, seven, right. they know how to search. Right. But they're, right. they're not savvy that mm-hmm. you can go and look. So you can, you know, if you just take a look, sometimes you can see like, oh, right. he's looking right. for something. And that's, that's how just, I got caught. That's just curiosity. <laughs> but like you were saying before, there's a way to handle it where it's not caught. Right. Where it's, hey, you know, like yeah. uh, we noticed you were, do you have any questions? Yeah. You know, yeah. to try to keep the dialogue open because then yeah. otherwise it creates shame. Yeah, absolutely. And it, it, yeah. And coming up next on the Dr. <laughs> Phil podcast <laughs> yeah. with Dustin and Nickerson. Your kid, and your kid won't text you back. And he won't text me back. <laughs> and he won't text me back. I get, I get a lot of debt. I don't want to talk to you right now. What? what why? Well, you know, I, you make, you know, what he say to me, uh, I, he'll get so mad. Yeah. He, he just, like, they just go through that thing. I mean, I love my son. Yeah. I would do anything for my son. So when you're a father and, like, you just, you just love your son yeah. so much and they're like, I don't want to talk to you. It is literally like somebody takes a lightsaber and, like, slices uh, you in half. It's... Um, but I'll tell you this briefly. It's since he's on Long Island, um, you know, and because you're a comedian and you're, you know, you're doing more notable things. It, each day passes when they become teenagers, they start to Google you. <laughs> and so he was telling me like that his teacher was Googling me in class. Now, in Long Island, um, in, like out where they live, I'm like kind of famous on the Internet. Right, right. But I told him, I said, yeah, but that's in Port Jefferson. I said, if you were going to school here in L.A., <laughs> nobody'd be Googling me. <laughs> you know, I mean, it's like, you know, out there, sure. Yeah. Like, wow, your dad talked one line on a on that show. That's amazing. Really importantly, and I had this on I had very few notes that I wanted to talk to you about. But one of them that sure. I wanted to know about Carter yeah. is does he share your love is a nice word. Obsession is the, the stronger word for Kobe's. Does he, <laughs> he I think you came when you first brought that up to me, it was borderline addiction talk. Like, I, I think I it was. To, I, I, need I, a, I definitely I have a problem. I was like, in a program for Kobe <laughs> sneakers. I admitted that I was powerless over the sneakers yeah. and that my life had become unmanageable. <laughs> and then I accepted that a power greater than myself could restore me to sanity yes. if I would just surrender the outcome of these shoes. Yeah. Um, he is a sneakerhead for sure. Good. Um, and I, I broke down recently and you know, it's like you call the guy to the guy and who knows a guy that right. can get the Yeezys <laughs> when they drop that don't, you're not spending a thousand dollars. He doesn't care about Comic-Con. He doesn't care about any of this. It's if you can get this hookup. I got him, I got him Yeezys in November. Um, so he got those that, that came out. He loves sneakers. Yeah. So whereas I was focused on just Kobe's. Yeah. He He's is broader. focused He's on everything. He's horizon. Yeah. He, limited edition, these, that. And you know, Lonzo, I'll tell you, Lonzo I got Ball. a little, what? Lonzo, Lonzo Ball, the big baller? Everything. Yeah. <laughs> and I got pissed one time because I bought him these sneakers. Yeah. And then I heard that he turned around and flipped them. <laughs> and then I there was there were two parent there were two parental schools of thought. One one parent friend of mine said like, "Well, that's that's not cool." And the other parent said like, "Well, you gave them to him as a as a gift. They were his. Yeah. It's his right to do." And that's where he'll be like, "It's my right." And but honestly, I mean, can you you got to respect that hustle. You got to right? respect you got to respect the hustle. You got to respect the game. Well, we got a show we got to do in 10 minutes. Oh, okay. Great. Thank you for being here. No, it's my pleasure, Dustin. This is fantastic. We'll see you around, buddy. I love it. Thanks for tuning in, everybody. If you have not done so already, please rate and subscribe. Follow us on all the social medias and share with all of your friends. Also, if you want to shoot us a note, uh, you can email us at don'tmakemecomebacktheere at gmail.com. Also, if you enjoyed this episode and you have not done so already, please go back and listen to all the episodes we've done before. Thanks so much, everybody.